0: Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Love Offering Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Adams, and today's guest is Toni Rose. Tony is on the show today sharing about ministering to families with disabilities through the Barron Heights Retreat Center. After many years in this ministry, God broadened her vision to include marriage ministry, Join us today to hear Tony's story of obedience and service. We hope that through this episode, you are inspired to obey whatever God is calling you to do and equipped to refresh and revitalize your marriage. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Tony. Hello, Tony. Welcome to the Love Offering Podcast. I'm so happy you're here.
1: Thank you, Rachel. I'm excited to be with you.
0: You and your husband, Joe, started a ministry called Baron Heights in 2004 after you were involved in a serious car accident. How did this accident cause you to begin to reevaluate life and your priorities?
1: That's a great question. My husband, Joe, and I, along with our two young daughters, were broadsided. Our car rolled over several times and caught fire, and it was certainly a wake-up call To realize that everything I held dear, family, job, health, status could be gone in an instant. Uh, It really gave me a new perspective. And, you know, I thought about the accident recently with Kobe Bryant's tragic uh, helicopter crash. Mm -hmm. Things could have turned out so differently for our family. Uh, But we felt like God saved us for a purpose and that we needed to make our life count. And it was out of that desire that we built Barren Heights Retreat uh, to provide free weekend getaways for families who have children with special needs.
0: Well, so this is so the way the Lord works, I feel like. So you had like a 10-year development plan, but then God had a 10-month development plan. So. Would you like, what would you say about God's timing and provision?
1: You know, a lot of people uh, feel like they're waiting on the Lord and and they want the Lord to move. Uh, In our case, it was just the opposite. We had a slow plan and he kind (laughs) of sped things along, but his timing and provision are perfect. If Barren Heights had been built over 10 years, as we had planned, our daughters would have been in college when the ministry launched. Um, But as it was, they grew up serving at Barron Heights each weekend, and I am so glad.
0: Mm, Yeah. Well, so at first glance, your story may seem to be about a changed family, like your family changing, but really you say it is mostly a story about our incredible God. So what is it, what has it been like for you to be a part of this story?
1: Uh, You know, the short answer for that is uh, an adventure a stretch, uh, a roller coaster. Um, In some ways, I felt very ill-equipped. And in other ways, I felt that all my experiences and education were simply a prelude to prepare me for such a time as this, um, a prelude for entering full-time ministry service.
0: So there are over... 54 million families in the United States affected by disabilities and you say these families are one of the most overlooked groups of people. Why do you think this is first and then how can we best see this group of people? You know
1: not all but many families impacted by disability live in isolation. It may be hard for them to leave the house, or they worry that their child will be disruptive to others. Um, Parents, especially moms, are constantly having to advocate for their child against schools, medical providers, insurance companies. Uh, They're just worn down, and time and, and finances are limited. And some families even have a church wound, feeling that their child was unwelcome. Baron uh, Heights has this cool service standard, if you will. It's what we call the Baron Heights Laws. Uh, the acronym L A W S laws reflect that we must make sure that these families feel loved, accepted, welcomed, and safe. And frankly, it, it doesn't take much—just
0: effort. Mm, I love that. I've never heard that. That's beautiful. What a way to live by. Always, really. <laughs> Um, Well, so visitors to Barron Heights are often surprised to learn that you had no close friends or relatives dealing with disability. So they are left to ask, then why? So what is your answer to that question?
1: We felt a calling. Uh, We owned some property, saw a need, and figured that we were blessed to be a blessing to others. Uh, And you're right, many retreat guests do assume that I have a child with special needs, and when they learn, I don't, um, it does leave them with only one answer to the question. Um, why did we build this place? Uh, Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's so neat. And in fact, your your the name of your ministry is based out of Isaiah 41, 18, 18 through 20. So how is your greatest desire summed up in these verses?
1: It's such a cool verse. When we were brainstorming names for the retreat center, I was exploring verses that included the word barren since the uh, camp, uh, the retreat center is located near Barren River Lake. And the Isaiah verse popped up. It starts with, I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valley, Uh, but it ends with this so that people may see and know, may consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this, that the Holy one of Israel created it. And, um, and he did, he has.
0: Mm, uh, I love that so much. Well, so now at Barron Heights, you host family retreats, men's retreats, women's retreats, and marriage retreats. And in fact, Since your first retreat in 2004, you have hosted over 200 family retreats, impacting over 1,200 families, 5,000 individuals from 17 states, which is incredible. But you say that beyond the numbers, your impact is primarily seen in the individual life transformation and growth for each of your guests. So I would love to hear, and I'm sure the listeners would too, a few of examples uh, of some of that growth and transformation that you've seen.
1: Hmm. Um, you know, I've seen hearts soften, um, marriages restored. I've seen people give their life to Christ. I've seen new acquaintances develop into lifelong friendships, um, and I have seen the most amazing smiles. And, and you're right; it's it's crazy to think that families would would travel a full day uh, for a, a weekend break, a, a place free, which, which helps, but a place where their needs are met and and that they are loved. Yeah.
0: Well, so you and your husband have actually now retired as executive directors of Barron Heights and God is now broadening your vision again. (laughs) So you and your husband have started the growing your marriage ministry with the intent to encourage and equip strong, healthy, forever marriages. What prompted you to begin this ministry?
1: Uh, Let me talk briefly about the retirement. I I think that's important. Uh, My husband was board president, and I was the full-time unpaid executive director of Barron Heights for 15 years. And about four years ago, we became very intentional about transitioning Barron Heights from founder-led and founder-driven to a board-led, self-sustained organization. From day one, even though we got a lot of credit, uh, Barron Heights was never about the Rose family. It was always about God. I was able to retire at the end of 2018, and I'm so pleased with the health and direction of Baron Heights. And so I think that was an important part and is an important part for any nonprofit, any ministry uh, to have a, a, a sustainability plan. Yeah, yeah, And so I've, I have retired as executive director, but I still volunteer by leading the marriage community at Barron Heights. And I think it was around 2010 that we noticed we were serving a lot of single moms at the retreat center. Uh, the divorce rate with special needs is, is quite high. So we had the idea to host marriage retreats during the winter season when the camp typically sat dormant. And Joe and I researched some marriage curriculum and began leading these specialty winter retreats. And funny thing, as we presented biblical marriage principles, um, we were reaping the rewards. Uh, We had struggled greatly in our marriage early on. We were not strong in our faith. We were very stubborn and selfish, which is not a great relationship formula. So many times we said, wow, if we had had this information that we were now teaching uh, early on in our marriage, it would have made such a difference. So whereas Barron Heights was a calling, uh, this new marriage ministry, Growing Your Marriage, is is a passion for us.
0: Mm, that's, uh, That's beautiful. Well, so your goal within this ministry is to redefine and accentuate the beauty of marriage. So how how does the world view marriage? Do you think, and how are you trying to change that view? <laughs> you don't have to
1: look very far to see okay. how the world has redefined marriage. Um, yeah, yeah. Recent, recently, but but even in p- the past, TV shows, movies um, often portrayed husbands as bumbling idiots who needed their they wives do. to, to yeah. bail them out of some some crazy dilemma. Um, but God's design for marriage is awesome uh, beautiful fun life-giving dependent on grace and mercy but in a a godly marriage husbands love their families they're good providers and worthy of respect and so we are trying to redefine marriage for the world Uh, growing your marriage will offer website resources coaching workshops conferences we're coming out with a book soon and um We'll be hosting weekend and travel, um, marriage journeys. We have big plans uh, with a big God uh, to change the world one marriage at a time.
0: Mm, Yeah, amen to that. (laughs) Well, so uh, for the woman um, listening who may be hurting in her marriage, how would you restore hope to her heart and her relationship? Um,
1: You know... For me personally, when I am sad, hurt, disappointed, angry, feeling hopeless, the first thing that goes out the door is my gentleness. Mm -hmm. And I don't like being harsh, ugly, impatient. And then I get even more upset uh, because of that. And I want to blame somebody, usually my spouse, for the cyclone of emotions that I'm feeling. And when that happens, I often go to scripture, Uh, Philippians four, four through five. It's kind of my go to verse. And it says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And then let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. So I'm reminded to be gentle and I'm reminded that he is near. And as I speak that verse, I can almost feel the pressure release a bit. And I can feel my, soft, my heart soften a bit. And so my advice is breathe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just breathe. Let the Lord's love wash over you and start being gentle with yourself so that you have gentleness to give to others.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that apply to all of our relationships. But yes, especially our husbands. So part of your vision for this ministry is to refresh and revitalize, and increased fruitfulness in solid marriages. What, what are some practical ways that we can refresh and revitalize our marriages?
1: Um, Rachel, I, I encourage you to become a student of your spouse. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what brings him or her joy? How can you demonstrate love and respect this very day Uh, In Ephesians five, God calls men to love their wives, wives to respect their husbands. Uh, This doesn't come naturally. If it did, God wouldn't have needed to give us a command. (laughs) Uh, So I just think it's the intentionality of, um, you know, of otherness. And what can I do to to serve and love my
0: husband today? A student of your spouse. I've never heard that, but I, I love that. Well, so anybody that is married, um, would understand this next statement. So y- you say that marriage requires great work, but results in an even greater reward. So what leads you to come to this conclusion?
1: My, my very own marriage testimony, um, <laughs> right, Mine too. um, I can and frequently do share stories, um, personal stories of of rage, of counseling, me leaving and going home to my parents early on, me taking the kids and checking into a hotel uh, several years later, me throwing things, Joe throwing things, pushing, shoving. Uh, Joe and I came from very different backgrounds and we didn't know how to resolve conflict. It it took some time and effort and God's help, Uh, but I'm now married to my very best friend, our marriage has blossomed and I feel emotionally and spiritually connected to my husband. Um, so I have, because we have a before and an after story, um, I can say firsthand that marriage does require great work, but the results um, can be even greater.
0: Yeah. If you hang on to the hope. Yeah. Yep. Well, so this season I'm asking all of my guests who has loved you well and how did they love you well? So Tony, who first comes to mind for you?
1: Uh, A dear, dear friend named Kathy Lesmeister. And I am so sad to say that she lost her husband who was her best friend in December uh, to to cancer and early onset Alzheimer's. Um, How did she love me well? She simply opened her home uh, to lead a small group parenting class. And, and I met her and we became friends through that class. And then she welcomed me into a Bible study. She became a friend and mentor and, frankly, helped change the trajectory of my family. Mm.
0: And now you are doing that for so many. Mm. So I'd, I'd like to tailor this question to your ministry specifically. How can we best show love to those in the disability community.
1: Right. Um, Well, what I learned from Barren Heights and from meeting so many families that had children with special needs is um, just make the effort, the intentionality, meet a need. Don't ask, you know, just do it. A a mom Mm -hmm. who has a child with special needs is not going to call you and say, you know, Rachel, can you bring me a meal? Can you watch my child? Can you come visit with me and have a cup of coffee? They long for those things, but they're not going to ask for them. You know, on election day, several years ago, I went to the voting poll. And on my way home, I thought to myself, I wonder if Jill, a mom who has a son with autism, will try to vote today. So I called her up and said, are you planning to vote? I'd like to come watch your kids for half an hour to make it easier for you. It meant the world to her. And it made me feel good.
0: And it took half an hour. Yeah. Well, and I think you're right. I'm, I'm hearing that repeated, that idea that the person that's needing something is not going to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just to be intentional to, to do it anyway, if you have the thought just to consider, okay, I'm going to follow through on this thought that I think that's such, such good advice. Well, so I'm also interested to hear um, how can we best show love to our husbands? What's your answer to that?
1: Uh, short answer thank him you may not always feel like it but thank him your husband is a good-willed man who would die for you you know he may not take out the garbage when you want him to (laughs) (laughs) but but he would take a bullet for you um let him know how much you appreciate him every day
0: Mm, gratitude that is that's not the answer i thought that you were going to give but i love it i love it Well, so how can listeners keep in contact with you? And then also I'd love for you to share some of your upcoming events with us as well.
1: (laughs) Oh goodness, Rachel. Um, Growing Your Marriage just formed this year. We are aggressively working on our new website, um, growingyourmarriage.org. So visit the website today and see our progress and cute logo and then perhaps make a note to come back a couple of weeks later, because it'll be different. Um, you'll be able to sign up for our monthly marriage almanac and register for what we are calling uh, a marriage journey. Um, and then we also plan, um, you know, I think I mentioned uh, a book in the future. We'll be doing podcasts. Um, there's a lot going on.
0: Mm, And it's also exciting. And I actually received your first almanac, uh, marriage almanac, and I really enjoyed reading it. So listeners, um, go to her website. I'll include that in the show notes um, when we release this. But Tony, thank you so much for your time today and for all you do to make this world a better place. I love your heart for others as revealed through your work with Baron Heights and growing your marriage ministries, your story and your servant's heart are inspiring. So God, God bless you, Tony. Thanks so much for being here. Uh,
1: thank you. And, and Rachel, I'd love to come back and visit again down the road to, to give you an update on growing your marriage.
0: I would love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode with Tony Rose. I hope that you are encouraged to obey and serve wherever God has you, as well as be more equipped to refresh and revitalize your own marriage. If you're interested in today's show notes, you can head on over to at Rachel Adams author on Instagram or on Facebook. You can also have them sent directly to your inbox each week by going to rachelkadams.com to receive my weekly love offering. Next week, my guest is Sarah Johnson. Sarah is the author of Now Waiting, and she's on the show helping us to navigate the tension between where we want to be and where we are currently. But until then, I hope that you have a terrific week. And as always, remember to lead with love.